Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. Hola, horny babies. And welcome to Mike Check Season 2, the only show in known existence where two gut-bustingly hilarious comedians go through the entire filmography of Saturday Night Live just to check if Mike Myers is in any of those movies. I'm Cameron James, and I'm sitting opposite an absolutely freaking piss-funny dude. Who needs no introduction, so I shall not introduce him, and I will continue to talk until this hour is up. Unless, of course, someone dares to chime in and interrupt me. And no, that, I don't uh, dare. Whoa! I don't dare. I shan't do it. Keep going. Go ahead. I shan't uh, interrupt. Kettle. Hat. Devil's Ivy Pot Plant. Bookshelf. Okay, now, Cameron, you're naming things. I feel like you're stalling for time. It is all I... I love lamp. It is... <laughs> <laughs> That's some funny shit. That's from Anchorman. Anchorman, one Anchorman. of the funniest movies that we will talk about on this podcast. It is such a funny flick. It's shot by um, Adam <laughs> Mackey, who is, of course, one of the head writers of Saturday Night Live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Mr. Mackey. Adam, okay. Adam, Adam, Mr. Mackey, okay. He's so funny. He's a ball full of energy, that guy. Mm. Former head writer of SNL. Yeah. Current director of blockbusters. Such as The Big Shorts. Yeah. One of the funniest Steve Carell movies. He's got these big now, shorts. No, it's The Big Shorts about Kevin Smith's wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. That extra voice is Alexi Toliopoulos. How are you, my dear? Cameron, mm. I've been better. Really? Yep, I could not be worse though Okay I am living life one day at a time at the moment I mean, that's all you can do, you know what I mean? Sometimes I try to skip ahead a little bit <laughs> try, really? to take, try and stay in bed at one for a whole day you try to, Do you wish you had that universal remote that Adam Sangler oh, had in Clicks. Uh, Click? From Clicks From Clicks I wish I had that because I could just fast forward the boring bits of life Like your children growing my up My children like growing that. up, you know, find out my dad died and stuff People like that People always say that that movie is sad They're always like, did mm. you cry when he accidentally skips through? Like yeah. his kids growing up, his parents' death, and all that shit. I'm like, no, I was like fucking jealous of the dude. I'm welling up now thinking about it. <laughs> I honestly bawled in the cinema when Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler died. I bawled in uh, the Water Boy. 
Oh, God. When he finally lost his V-plates I'm to like, Feruzia Bolk. I would love to get with Feruzia Bolk. <laughs> God, I would give anything. To get with her. Just to get with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting with people is so fun. Oh, it's one of my hobbies. And you know what? <laughs> I make a whole day out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get with every single listener of this podcast if I could. And by the way, the podcast you're listening to, Mike Check. Yep. If you're a fan, you know that we're all about Mike Myers. We love Mike Myers. We're obsessed with this guy. I think Mike Myers is, bar none, the funniest cunt that ever lived on this entire earth. Amen, brother. He's a funny cunny certified. That's my, that's my certified <laughs> review. He's a funny cunny. I think he is the bee's knees. He's the cat's hat in the hat. He's the cat in the hat He's the cat in the hat Famously He is the cat in the hat No one can strip that from him Uh, Yeah And he's my favourite cast member Of both Jimmy Fallon And Jimmy Kimmel Yeah He's the funniest He's the funniest dude Um, But we've moved on a little bit Mm Mm-hmm in recent eps, we're now talking about the Saturday Night Live films. The, the nodal alumni of Saturday Night mm. Live and their influence on the comedy cinema. But before we dig into today's episode, which is uh, a best of, we're going to be doing the best of John Belushi today. Yeah. We're going to close our little chapter that we started on John Belushi. Yeah, before we get there though, you know, it's time for my favourite segment mm-hmm. of this podcast. I'm talking, of course... About Breckenmeyer News. And this is a segment that is called Breckenmeyer News. It's about the news of Breckenmeyer. Not to be confused with another segment we do on this show, Breaking Myers News, where we talk about news stories about Mike Myers. No, no, no. No, no, no. This is about an uh, actor from Texas or some shit, Breckenmeyer, whose yep. birthday was recently. Yeah, he was birthday May 7th, yep. I believe. Happy birthday, Brecken. Brecken. Congrats. And to all other celebrities. <laughs> Just wanted to say a happy birthday to all other celebrities out there. <laughs> if you are a celebrity and you're celebrating a birthday, may God shine upon you today. I hope the click remote pauses for you so you can live in this moment forever. <laughs> or at least slow-mo. Yeah, guys. Frame by frame. Oh, God. There's a few moments I'd like to Hang go frame Hang on a by second. Frame. If you had a look at some of my uh, VHSs, you'd notice that it gets a little bit fuzzy around certain scenes. It certainly does. I'm talking, of course, about uh, Road Trip. <laughs> okay, Road Trip. A movie a starring... Starring Brecken Meyer. Wow, Brecken Meyer. Now, that's my piece of... Uh, News for you for Brecken My News is that it's official. I have jacked off to Road Trip. <laughs> Cameron has recently rewatched Road Trip. If you look up Breck, if you look up Brecken My on Google News, that's the number one hit, yeah. baby. <laughs> Local committee Cameron James watches Road Trip gets a stiffy. to completion. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron James watches Road Trip to completion. So, what was that like? That moment where you finally released all the tension? <laughs> Honestly, it. It tingled. It started with a tingle and ended with a pop. And it went all the way up my back. I felt it in my whole body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rewatched Road Trip. Uh, I think it's on Netflix or Stan or something. Mm, it's on the dark web for sure. It's certain. somewhere on the dark web. <laughs> I've never seen Road Trip. It's great, man. It's a classic. I had the poster of Road Trip above my bed from yep. the ages of 10 to 37. I have seven more years of this wow. thing. <laughs> seven more years that it turns into a dust. Yeah. Uh, I had it above my bed in high school um, yeah. because I thought it was the coolest movie of all time. I thought Tom Green ruled. Yeah, you love Tom Green. Love Tom Green. I thought Stifler ruled. Yes, the Stiffmeister is in Road Trip. He's playing Stifler as well. 
He's Stifler? Steve Stifler? He plays the character Steve Stifler. Are you serious? No, but he basically does. I got so excited. (laughs) You would watch it. I 100% would watch it. Uh, Steve Stifler is one of my... Meyer is the hero of the story. Okay. And the reason I rewatched it is because some buddies of ours... Uh, Jamie Kirk, Rose Piper, and Andrew Hastings have started a podcast of their own mm. called We'll Just Tell Your Mother We Ate It All, where they look through teen sex comedies and make fun of them. And I was a guest on that show, mm. and they asked me to watch Road Trip for it. But by coincidence, I had already just watched Road Trip. You had already just jacked off to yeah, Road I'd Trip. Yeah, I just finished when I got the text. <laughs> yeah. Hang so, on a second. Give me a moment to answer the phone. I got to wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so I rewatched it, and then we talked about it on their podcast, which was very fun. You can download that on probably freaking iTunes or some shit if you feel like listening to that. They're funny people, and it was a funny, loose night of podcasting. It sounds like fun. I can vouch for this gang of this gang of weirdos. Yeah, <laughs> they're funny. Yeah. You're going to do it, I believe, in future. I hope so. I yeah. hope so. I love to do podcasting. Serious? It's one of my favorite things to do. I love to just get mates together, hit record, Joseph Gordon-Levitt style, and then just <laughs> just pot it up. Yeah, JGL, dude. Yeah. Um, shall we... There's no Myers news. There's no breaking Myers news. No breaking Myers news. Well, no Mike Myers news has broken within the last few days. Okay. But can we just take a moment to validate to each other... That we love Mike Myers. Cameron, I want to take a moment to validate to you that I do love Mike Myers. I miss Mike Myers. I can't wait to see Terminal. Yeah, ditto. Hang on a second. <laughs> Are you Patrick Swayze? What, what's swaying me right now? Yeah, ditto, dude. Ditto. Wait, that's what he said. <laughs> ditto is so cool to say. Yeah, he's so cool. I love ditto. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited about Terminal as well. And I'm... Uh, I have to admit, I do have something to, to confess here on the podcast. Uh, Alexi and I, we've been feigning surprise at Mike Myers' return to the big screen mm-hmm. uh, in recent you know months. We've been acting as if this is all a shock to us, but yes. uh, that isn't true. We did, in fact, put a hex on Hollywood. Yes. And bring Mike Myers back. <laughs> we did. We did read a spell out. We read a spell, we read from, a spell uh, out. from the Book of the Dead. The Book of the Dead. Um, which did revive Mike Myers' career. So we're not entirely surprised by all this It is shit. because of us. Yeah. That's the reason Mike Myers is getting cast in things is because mm. we read a spell. You can hear it. It's 60 hours long. <laughs> You've been listening to it the whole time and it finally paid off. Unfortunately, our Chris Catan spell has oh, borne no fruits. Honestly, I could not get our podcast, The Corky Romanioids, <laughs> onto iTunes. So no one listened to it. Yeah, iTunes keep knocking it back. Man, can you believe it? Yeah. Chris Catan, we're big fans. Yeah, we love Catan. We're Catan man. Oh, God. Man, I wrote a sketch about for Chris Kattan. Did you? It was when that tan mum came out. It was called Chris Kattan Mum. It was a woman who would go into a tanning booth and instead of getting more tanned, she became Chris Kattan. Oh, like I you didn't get on SNL. I, I can't it. believe that got knocked back. <laughs> I pitched it to Lorne. And did and you he pitch it no. like maybe 10 years after Chris Kattan he was in SNL? That was just like, it'll be exciting. People will see him come back. Yeah. He can do Mango or whatever he wants to do on the episode <laughs> as well. I loved Mango. <laughs> He's so funny. He does Gollum. He does Gollum from yeah. Lord of the Lord of Rings and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, he does uh, Doug Butabi or Steve Butabi. Steve Butabi. 
Yeah, which one was he? Douglas one of the Butabis. He's know. one of the famous Butabis. He's one of the famous Butabi brothers. <laughs> hey, all this talk about SNL makes me just want to dive into this goddamn uh, Let's best of. spring dive into this best of John Belushi episode of Saturday Night Live. This is a DVD compilation featuring many of the best sketches starring John Belushi from the very early years of Saturday Night Live. Okay, I'm going to read the little back of the DVD cover here. Okay. This is one of my prized possessions. This was a high school favorite DVD of mine. Uh-huh. I adored this thing. I'm going to read you the back. During his time at SNL, original cast member John Belushi created some of the most memorable characters in television history. Mm. Mm, I'm, I'm, yeah, Samurai, <laughs> one a very memorable character. Jake one Blues. The, one of the most brilliant comedic performers of all time, Belushi's rebellious presence and intensity changed the face of comedy forever. From classic original characters like the Blues Brothers, King B, and Samurai Warrior, to incomparable impressions of Joe Cocker, Marlon Brando, Elizabeth Taylor, and more. You can experience the best of Belushi for years to come if you purchase this DVD, which I have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On the front as well, it says... Saturday Night Live, the best of John Belushi. He's got a oh, wonderful headshot so cool. of him. It actually says Saturday Night Live on there. Yeah, it's official merch. That is NBC official home merch. video, yeah. Oh, it's got the famous peacock the on The little there peacock, well. man. Uh, it also says starring, it has a list of other great actors oh, that are great. in there. I'm going to read them to you. Tell me if you've heard of these guys. Okay. Starring Chevy Chase. Yep, cast member on SNL original season, 75 to 76, not ready for primetime player. Immediately things take a turn for the strange. Elliot Gould. <laughs> yeah. Uh, original cast member of SNL. And MASH. And MASH. And MASH. And Friends. He plays, yeah, he plays and Ross friends. and Ray. Ross, and Ross Mulaney, is, the sitcom. He plays everyone's dad now. Yeah. Uh, Jane Curden. Okay. She is a, not ready for primetime player. And also from Third Rock from the Sun. Yes. Bill Murray. SNL. And Garfield, yeah, the tale he, of two titties. He, he, plays, <laughs> he plays a titular Garfield in the movie Garfield and the Two Titties. <laughs> he plays Garfield. Yeah, he's, he's really love, great as I Garfield. I freaking love pasta bake. <laughs> goes, I freaking love pasta he bake. He goes, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> TJF, now give me some pasta bake. Give me a freaking bit of fajoul. Oh, I love chicken cacciatore. <laughs> I love Garfield. And of course, his best friend, Dog. You can watch Garfield and Dogos. It's one of the funniest <laughs> programs. Uh, then we got Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah, my favorite uh, vodka maker. He makes Crystal Skull vodka. <laughs> he believes in aliens. Yeah, and of course he's the Academy Award nominated actor from Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's what he's best known for. He had an Academy Award nominated turn. But we all know this. One already. of the only few SNL members to be nominated for an acting Oscar. Uh, who are some other ones right now? Eddie M- Melissa Murph- McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. She's just a host. She's not. She uh, okay. She, cool. She's cool, not a real cool, person. Cool. cool. Uh, Jim Eddie, Carrey. Jim Carrey has never been nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> and he also is not an SNL. Yeah. SNL cast member. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's yep, not yep. nominated for an Oscar. Eddie Murphy, it, however, has Donald been nominated Glover. for an Oscar. Well, he's just Eddie. Donald Glover's not been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> he's only hosted SNL once. Okay. What are we doing again? What's We're the game? We're talking about Oscar-winning actors oh, from SNL. who've been on SNL yeah. or who are SNL cast members. Okay. okay. Next person on this starring list. 
OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, he was Oscar nominated, wasn't he? Oh, OJ Simpson was. Oh, wait Oscar, a minute, though. No, just the documentary. The documentary about, about <laughs> OJ Simpson won Best Documentary at the Oscars. Yeah, so technically, OJ is Oscar winning. OJ Simpson, he's one of the finest actors and Oscar winners. He won an Oscar for documentary best best villain in real life. Yeah, <laughs> he's. Uh, I think the Oscar, if you read it, it says one of the greatest sociopathic monsters of our time, which is a cool get. That's what it says on this one too. That's <laughs> really? Yeah, John Belushi. Yes, OJ Simpson. I'm trying to even remember what he was in this DVD. He, oh, he was in a sketch. He's in one of the sketches. He must have been hosting. Uh, right? Then we've got Steve Martin. Hilarious. He's. Funny as piss. Awesome musician. Yeah, Academy Award host. He Academy hosts the Award Oscars. winning musician. He probably has. He plays bluegrass. <laughs> he plays famously plays bluegrass in a band. Whenever with, uh, with Chris Guest. Really? Yes. Another they're... normal person. Yeah. Two people that are both on the spectrum. Then we got Eric oh, Genius. <laughs> then we got Eric Idol. Was he in this? No, he wasn't. I don't. He I was in the special he's features. He's in special features talking <laughs> about how count. good he is. You can't bill someone on the front cover if they're only and in the special And then Candace Bergen. Also only in the special only features. Only in the special features. What the fuck? Okay. Well, I guess they were all in that first season. We're not going to go exactly sketch by sketch this time. We're going to talk about some of our favorites and some of the sketches we really connected with. Well, I know one that really connected with you. Mm-hmm. Because we watched this side by side in my home we watched theater. The, we watched it back to back. We had our backs, so we yeah. couldn't see what other of us were doing with our fronts. We were sitting... Yeah, that's the way we like to do it. We sit in chairs that are back-to-back, and we get tied together. Yeah. Indiana Jones and Henry Jones Senior style. Yes. And then we watch the screen with our heads craned towards it. Yeah. And uh, you seem to really be yucking it up during some of those weekend update segments, mm. wherein you revealed to me that you had ripped off... If yeah. not, if not just uh, Belushi's persona, but wholesale monologues and whatnot from him to use in the schoolyard when you were in high school. Well, I did this in drama class. It wasn't in the schoolyard. I picture you in the schoolyard no, making no. everyone crack. I'm up. like everyone, like, everyone, everyone, <laughs> come around. You're me. wearing a B costume. And, like, doing a Belushi <laughs> impression. I used to do in drama class because I I really remembered how much I loved John Belushi when I was a teenager. Yeah, he. I, we've talked about in the last few episodes. You modeled your whole life on. I modeled the whole life on John Belushi. I talked about how I bought that college sweater. For from from Animal House, and Which I wore I, it. I still am fucking gobsmacked. I wore it to parties. I yeah. threw it out. I didn't like it. Didn't look good. The fit wasn't good. So I only wore it maybe <laughs> once or cut. twice. Not the best cut. It was cheap. It you, was made of cheap material. Did you get it from Paddy's Market? Uh, I bought it online. That's online. awesome. On the dark web. I bought it on darkweb.com. And the size was not good. The cut was not good. I did not wear it very much. And you much. know your haberdashery. I'm a haberdasher. I love that shit. Yeah. So, so you're, I, when you're really particular when it comes to your clothes. Very, very particular. I have everything bespoke, handmade. Yeah. I wear a lot of clothes I've made myself. <laughs> yeah, you weave. I wear a lot of ponchos. <laughs> mainly it's mainly yeah. the clothes I make for myself is a tablecloth. I cut a little hole in the yeah. middle of and wear it as a poncho. And it's... <laughs> It must be freezing cold. Oh, boy. In the dead of winter. In the dead of winter, you could not be colder. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's great. You're often wrapped with a doona around you at that time of <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, often I do, in the winter, I do cut a hole in the middle of a doona and pop it over my head poncho style <laughs> just to be warmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, and then I wear a door snake as, as a scarf <laughs> to keep warm. 
Uh, but I did steal John Belushi. I will come clean. He was up in heaven watching me steal from him. What were I, you stealing? Well, I didn't know that was you could steal from dead people. I thought you just you can inherit it. I think you. I think you're allowed to steal dead people's material. You allowed to steal dead people's jokes? Definitely. I've been doing it with Robin. <laughs> well, I mean, he stole it already. It's Robin season. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing. Yeah, I have to I do pay a, money to people from the seventies, though. I've seen you do the little tramp a few times. Yeah. Well, you know, Charlie Chaplin famously was um, committed suicide at the end of World War Two in a bunker <laughs> with his wife. So Ava. Uh, Ava, beautiful woman, Ava Braun, gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous woman, and uh, so I yeah I've been doing the little tramp, and uh, you've been doing a bit of Buster Keaton around the yeah track. I do some Buster around the tracks literally I literally. do it on the train track you do that famous train track I do that famous scene. train track scene from the general you do that on stand up though it's really I, f- I film the video of me on the tracks yeah. and I show it on my phone I pass it around I, just, I sit around just mainly on stage just as everyone else watches it I go everyone's alright great that's be my time yeah. I'll leave you on this and I go show another video pass it around <laughs> A video of you standing beneath, uh, underneath a falling building and you, yeah. you're just so, and you go through a window. Just through the window. It's, it's awesome. And people are like, wow, that's funny. It is funny. Yeah, people laugh when they see that kind of thing. Oh, man, I laughed. Yeah, I mean, we can't deny it. I'm great. You're one of the greats and it's so exciting when a comedian finds their voice. Yeah. Especially is, when their voice is a is, better comedian's is, voice. And silent. That they've stolen. Yeah. A silent comedian's voice. <laughs> but I did steal this from John Belushi, his weekend update. Uh, segments. Uh, I think he really invented what the weekend update segment would become. True, true just true, a character true. coming in and being loud and bustly, but not really. It's not about what they're saying; it's about how they say it. Yeah, it's um. I think what he did. I guess luckily he was there for the first season, so they could be the blueprint for it. But he was the first person that I recall who would add a game to their segment, where which is, I'm here to report on something, mm-hmm. but the game of the sketch is that it becomes a personal yep. grievance or character eccentricity takes over the actual like report. I remember in my drama pieces in school when we had to do play bit put pieces, I stole this pretty much wholesale i just came in reported a story that i just turned into a personal that i reported like something was in the news and all it was was a structure for me to like get invested and personal in it and start going crazy and then break a table what what did you actually rip off a script from this no, or did you just you took the vibe? that's not my kind of thing i stole the vibe yeah you're more of a vibe stealer i'm a vibe stealer did anyone you know steal the strip from this me Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I stole the Luck of the Irish yeah. script and did it in drama in year 11 or something like wow. that. Wow. Um, exactly the same. And I Word spoke, for word? Word for word. How did you type it down? I We had the um, SNL 25 Years DVD. Yeah. So I just would watch it and pause it and annotate it. Wow. So you literally took it word for word. Yeah, pretty much word for wow. word. Wow. And I did it in drama as a monologue for the exact same premise. And I kind of spoke like John Belushi yep. and I yelled and screamed. It didn't make any sense at all because it's without context, that doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. just he's a field reporter who's reporting on St. Patrick's Day yeah. who then goes on a long monologue about the IRA and people that he knows getting blown up by bombs and yeah. stuff like that. But 
when an anchor isn't throwing to you and you're just doing it in front of your drama class, it makes no sense. Yeah, I set it up so it would make sense for my yeah. style. Well, see, you're more of a... I'm a vibe creator, that's yeah. why. You just steal words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And so when you stole that, why? Why did I do it? Yeah, <laughs> why did you steal that? Because I just loved it so much. Mm. I loved him in it. I loved... I think what the back of this DVD... Um, explain what are the mm. words it used to describe him? I think it says rebellious presence and intensity. That was something that really jumped out at me about Belushi when mm. I was in high school, and I had that twenty five years of laughs DVD. I just couldn't believe that I hadn't seen him before, mm. apart from Blues Brothers, where he's quite chill in yeah. that movie. I love that he was just a psycho, and I hadn't seen anyone do that in my drama class, so I just ripped it off. Hell yeah, brother. Make me stand out a little bit. Yeah, man. Belushi, he's a man for the people and we are the people. I can't picture you getting worked up into a rage. I can picture you getting worked up emotionally because Mm. you do it a lot on this podcast. I think it was more (laughs) that. I think I'm not the... I can get... When I perform comedy, when I... I, This is what made me want to be probably a comedy performer. One of the greats. Maybe me want to be one of the greats was watching John Belushi. Yeah. But I think even then I was more aware that I don't think I'm good at being funny angry. I'm good at being mm. funny frustrated and funny sad. Yeah. And so I think I was more just getting into a tizzy, just getting, oh, you know, yeah. just getting a bit emotional, verklempt, if you will. If you ever, um, not sorry, if, when you yeah. do a special. Yeah, when I HBO get my... Special. I'm doing an HBO special, it's all sketches. Can you call it in a tizzy? <laughs> I'm in a tizzy. Yeah. I'm tizzy. Tizzy. And that can be your nickname, like Fluffy? Yeah. I'm Tizzy. Anyone else here Tizzy? Anyone like else tizzy. have anxieties? <laughs> Anyone else have anxiety out here? Oh my God. Your voice is anxiety. That's your comedy <laughs> yeah, voice. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that that's a real favorite for ours. Both his Weekend Update episodes. I think they, they, those little monologues really sum up what he is, which is... It's like the proto Farley. It's mm. like without him, there'd be no Will Ferrell, etc. It's yeah. the, the that personality type where you just get like you're so t- tightly wound, mm. and it just explodes in this fiery intensity yeah. of uh, unbridled emotion mm. in a totally inappropriate environment. Yeah, he's supposed to be a newsreader being professional and he ends up screaming about people being blown apart by bombs in the by the IRA. Yeah. That model is exactly what Feral would do later on. Yeah. Farley, all those dudes. It's uh very cool to see the beginnings of the it now. Beginnings of it all. And also what a young Alexi Toliopoulos would do. Oh, freak out. Yeah, have a freak. Let's move on to the next sketches that we want to talk about. The first sketch that appears on this DVD is the first SNL sketch full stop. Yeah. It's called Wolverines. And it's hilarious. It's so funny. The whole sketch is John Belushi playing an Eastern European immigrant. Learning English as a second language. Yep, ESL. He's got ESL. He's got ESL. What am I thinking right now? Um, you're thinking I'd like to feed your fingertips to the Wolverines, <laughs> and that's the famous line from this sketch. Yeah, and what do you think? Hilarious? I could not tell you why this is funny. <laughs> I absolutely could not tell you. I've seen this sketch probably a hundred times in my life. Yeah, I could do not you ever tell laugh you. At it? I don't think I've ever laughed at it. I think maybe when I was a kid, I was like doing those things where like, oh yeah, I'm laughing. I get it. Like I did not. There's no way I got what this sketch was about. It's not about anything. It's, it's just, just a, a funny a- bit of absurdity that clearly. Belushi had the voice 
and he used to do yeah. it and maybe that was just something he would say in the voice and they were like, let's just build a sketch around that one line. How can they have launched the <laughs> sketch series that has been on the air for over 40 years yeah. of this sketch? Insane. It's insane to me. I know, it's crazy. It just goes to show the first sketch doesn't matter. You can put whatever you want out there. That's not true if you watch the Dana Carvey uh, documentary <laughs> that their first sketch is the one that sank the entire series. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. It's such a bizarre sketch. And then they just die at the end. It, yeah, there's no ending to it at all. I can't. I think the ESL teacher has a heart attack, yep. and Belushi's character thinks that he's still, he's still in the lesson, English. so he mimes having a heart attack and falls over. And then the hottest man alive walks on screen. Oh, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is so Chevy hot. Chevy Chase is so hot. He's so he's tall. He's so sexy. He's so sexy. He's so <laughs> short. He's some in to make everyone feel good. And he looks down the camera and he says, live from New York, it's Saturday night. <laughs> Musical guest, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> and that's how the, the show started. Mm. It's Chevy, the hottest man alive, just looking down the camera and yep. saying, live from New York, is Saturday Night Live. And anyone who doubted this show said, you know what? I'm going to give it a second chance. I'll give it, I'll give it 40 more years. <laughs> I'll give it 40 years. I'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, I don't. I still don't get that Wolverine sketch. I'm not, I don't get what they're going but for. But the next that. one, the next one that kind of kicks off this DVD is the Samurai Deli sketch, yep. which I loved. I loved it as a kid. As a kid. And I think it's still funny. But as you pointed out, possibly hasn't aged that well. Yeah, because the whole sketch is Samurai Delicatessen. The whole sketch is basically Buck Henry, who is a famous screenwriter and comedian. He Mm -hmm. wrote The Graduate. Um, So this would have been hot off The Graduate 10 years ago or something. (laughs) He comes in to the Delicatessen and the guy working at the Delicatessen Mm. is John Belushi playing a samurai. Yeah. From he's, the ancient Japanese culture. He's wearing a, a beautiful samurai garment. Yep. His hair is tied up. To a as ponytail. Is the tradition. Yes. And he is serving and chopping food with a samurai sword. Yes. And I don't think it's a real, like, sharpened sword, but it's still metal. It's still metal. It's still crashing stuff and up. And he's smashing stuff up with it. It's so dangerous. Yeah, it's 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 that danger of John Belushi that I think is fabulous. And he's talking in... Uh, Just Japanese... Gibberish, Gibberish. Right? I don't like think Japanese, it's real Japanese. No, no, no. It's definitely no way it's real Japanese. It's just noise, guttural noises yeah. and an Very, impression. An yeah, impression. Impression of what a samurai film sounds like. Do you think that's probo? Um, I mean, I don't think you could do it today. I would like to do it. <laughs> You'd love to. I would love to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, I heard you doing practice in the shower when I came over today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I... were just doing some sounds in the shower that sounded very samurai esque. Oh, you heard that? And you came out with a sandwich. I was, I was committing harikari in there. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. That I think it's funny. It made me laugh. It's funny. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure like some people would think it sucks or that's a bit yeah, of, I, it's, that it's a bit rude or whatever. But I got to say, 
It's funny. The noises are funny. I think the it's sounds the absurdity are funny. of it is that's like, why does this sketch exist? How could you even come yeah. up with this the idea? The intensity of him is hilarious. It's just funny. kind of like screaming in this gibberish. And I think there's a very funny up. moment when he when um when he has stuffed up the sandwich a little bit. He's meant to cut off the fat. Yeah. Um, but instead he takes he feels that he's dishonored himself and <laughs> tries to commit harakiri. Yeah. Something about that is funny to be someone being so feeling they have dishonored themselves so bad by mucking up a sandwich they will end their life. Yeah. An overreaction like that, to me, is very funny. Yeah, it's good. I think it's a funny sketch. From, I don't... Especially from a sketch performer like John Belushi, who's so dangerous. He's the most dangerous man alive, right? Oh, well, actually, man. he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most dangerous man dead. Um, then there is a follow-up to this sketch. This it's... was your favourite sketch. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> no, on paper, it's your favourite sketch, On though. paper, it should be. It should be the thing that you stole. It's, this should be the thing I stole from high school. There's a follow-up to this sketch called Samurai Night Fever. <laughs> okay, on title alone, that's great. I mean, it makes sense. It works. It, it sounds so, like it. It has the same amount of syllables as Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's, so the whole starts with an S. It's awesome. It's just like Saturday Night Fever, but instead of John Travolta, it's John Belushi as a samurai. Yeah, instead of dressing up to go out and do disco while he's working class Italian family eat pasta fajoule around the table. Mm. He Garfield actually, star. <laughs> he is actually upstairs dressing up as a samurai and getting ready to go out mm. and I guess be a samurai. Yeah. It just is but the weird thing is That's the premise. The whole sketch is just like they do maybe sixty percent of the entirety of the Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. It's long. It's long. The sketch is like seven minutes long. Yeah. And it's just so detail oriented. Like you see Bill Murray playing his dad and then they've got a few actors to play um, his mum and his grandma mm. around the table complaining about him. Then we cut upstairs. We see John Belushi. He comes down and says, he's dinner with them. Yeah. Then he... Then he's eating like, meatballs with chopsticks. He's eating meatballs with chopsticks. Which is hilarious. It's, I mean, how can you even, that how actually, can you even do that? I actually did laugh at you that. You busted it. And then yeah. then he's like, oh, your brother's back. And in Saturday Night Fever, what's part of the conflict is mm-hmm. that uh, John Travolta's Tony's a bit of a good-for-nothing. Tony Manero is a good-for-nothing guy. Mm-hmm. His dream is on the dance floor. He loves dancing. It's where he comes alive. It's where he can be himself. Yeah. His mother wants him to be more like his brother, who has become a priest. But yeah. the pre- he, there is rumor that the priest is leaving the the priesthood, the priesthood. or whatever they say. Yeah. He goes upstairs. Who's playing his priest brother in this? From the front cover of this DVD himself, it's history's greatest monster, O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is playing the priest. Which I think is very woke that they did not see colour in the mm, writing no, of the no, sketch. No, 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 no. They, said, they just saw raw talent. They said, this guy, this guy, there's something about him that's dangerous. Mm, that's a dangerous quality. He's <laughs> the only a... one that can go tete-a-tete with Belushi. Yeah, this guy, there's something about him that just feels... Mean, mm. malicious, and animalistic. There's Let's a put him face to face with predatory quality to him <laughs> that is perfect to play a priest. And it doesn't matter that they have different skin tones and are clearly from different families. Mm. These two are brothers on screen. I reckon that 
OJ could have been one of the Blues Brothers. Yeah, in Blues Brothers 2000, there might have been a chance. They were trying to find that next brother, the adopted brother. Yeah. It should have been OJ. Should have been OJ. I think he was a little busy at the time. What was he doing? Well, in the year 1998, of course, which is when the (laughs) Blues Brothers 2000 was released. Yeah, what was he doing? He had a little little, um, press problem around the time. A bit of a snafu. He wasn't Mm. well received in the press anymore. Uh, He had a book out at the time, I believe. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he released a best-selling book. I think that's kind of maybe what he was up to. So he must have been writing that book. I haven't read that book, but if I did read the book, I think I'd love it. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Uh, So it's a bizarre sketch. Did you think it was funny? Oh, no. I was impressed by the attention to detail, I guess. All the the set dressing in um, Samurai Tony's room was very funny. There was a big poster of John Travolta on the wall Mm. in place of... Who is it in the movie? He has a big poster of... Um... Uh, he's got John Travolta. No, in in Saturday Night Fever, he has oh, John Travolta. Oh, it's... Uh, sorry. Al Pacino. Al Pacino in Serpico. Yeah, so yeah. instead of that, he had a nice um, big headshot And of can Travolta. you not have attitude with me like that ever again, well, please? Well, I'm a, a offended and disgusted <laughs> that you think for a second... I thought you were talking about the Travolta. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I thought you had were a talk- had a photo of himself on the wall. I thought you were talking about this <laughs> sketch where Belushi has a big poster of John Travolta. Well, maybe focus. Listen, honestly, I was reading a message. Don't put him. I down. was reading Look a message into my eyes and listen but to the words have, that are coming out of my mouth. You have no right to speak down to me like yes, that. Yes, I do. Okay, I am your I- senior here at <laughs> Mike Czech you, Republic. I, just because you've been on the podcast for one minute longer than me today, because yeah. you introduced it, you think you have seniority. I- Seniority. <laughs> you can't twiddle your mustache when you say seniority. <laughs> I have seniority. <laughs> that's that's funny. Is that funny stuff? That's I funny. should write for SNL. Can I ask you a question about this sketch as well? Yeah, of course. Did you, upon watching OJ in it, was there any part of you that thought this guy <laughs> is funny? Is capable of homicide? Um, I don't know. Like, could you see the killer? The jury's still out. On <laughs> my opinion Famously the jury are not still out Okay well I just have to go with the jury on this one So no So I don't think so So you think he's innocent Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> I wonder who did it then Well if I did it 
<laughs> what would you do? I would have probably just come clean. Yeah, if I did it, I would have copped to it straight away. Yeah. I'm like, hey guys. My bad. My bad on this one. But we had a lot of good laughs together, so. In fairness, Freebie? Um, we were broken up. And as for this Ron Goldman guy, I <laughs> didn't know him. I didn't know him. No idea who this guy is. <laughs> so, <laughs> that part was an accident. That, honestly, I got carried away. Yeah. Uh, okay. I so- just got a real lust for it after a while. <laughs> There's something about your first one. Mm. Okay. L- next little sketch on the list is one that I do love, Little Chocolate Donuts. I can't remember this one. This is a sketch I find very, very funny. So it's it basically is a play on sportsmen like OJ Simpson, their endorsement deals. Mm. So it's, uh, it's an ad for what is a breakfast cereal. Uh, endorsed yeah. by John Belushi oh, that's right. himself, talking about, like, this is my endorsement deal, and I love to eat little chocolate donuts. <laughs> so it's just like a bowl full of little chocolate donuts. <laughs> and it's told very seriously, like, there's not really a break in it. It's just him, like, saying how much he loves to eat little chocolate donuts. That's right. He is, uh, this is the first digital short. Basically. It's like a pre-tape segment where you see footage of him as a track runner and yeah. a... High jump and all that shit. Yeah, all and of those things. And then cut to him kind of to camera presenting this thing. It's it's a SNL digital short. I, it probably is the classic uh, the classic example of something SNL is very well known for now, which is doing very perfect high-end recreations of ads. Yeah. Like now it's mainly for like pharmaceuticals and stuff like that, you know, yeah. ph- weird pharmaceutical brands. Mm. And so this is like an early version of that. I think it's so funny. The endorsement as Just well. as well, little chocolate donuts... <laughs> <laughs> Just as a series of three words put together is perfect. <laughs> Little chocolate donuts. Yeah, that it's is so funny. funny. The more you say it, the funnier it gets. Say it one more time. Little chocolate donuts. Crack up. Oh, it's a crack up. That's a crack up. The next one is the Beethoven sketch, which you apparently also ripped off. 100% I stole this. Tell me how you... Exactly. First of all, tell us what the sketch is. So the sketch is you see Beethoven, who's a famous musician. He was like the Donald Glover of his time. Basically was, had the number one hit song, number one hit show, which was an opera, (laughs) and stuff like that. And number one, like... Awesome haircut. He had a baller hair. Yeah. And he wore baller clothes. The guy bald. He was a original baller. So he's basically the whole sketch is very serious style John Belushi. He's tinkling away at the old ivories. Mm. Piano style. <laughs> as opposed to... As opposed to a rhino As horn. opposed to yeah. ivory trading. As opposed to ivory trading. Yeah. He would try to sell rhino horns and... Yeah. Elephant tusk. My grandfather used to tinkle at the ivory, yeah. but, okay. but that style, Van yeah. Pelt style. Van Pelt style. <laughs> um, so it's the whole sketch is just him, very serious at the thing, and then he will start playing a modern song or a more modern song. The one that I ripped off personally was uh, when he's alone in the room, mm. he takes a little puff, a little huff or something. Yeah, like a little bit of snoot. So or he takes a little snoot, something like that. Whatever, snuff ni- whatever 1700s cocaine was. Yeah, yeah. Then he puts on shades. And immediately does a, a flawless, uh, a flawless Ray Charles impression. Yeah. So I would do that. Could you play the piano though? No. So what were you doing? I just got played a backing track and did it. You did it in drama. I or did something? it in drama. I did it as a presentation. We and, did like a talent show. Okay. And did you have like a wig? I or? had a talent. No, I didn't have a talent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do a wig. I don't know what. I don't know what I did to make so it. So you'd still be right. sitting there with the backing track of. This sketch or, or just Beethoven a- first, okay, and then someone, whoever it. was 
whoever in was charge of the it. music would have to stop that stop CD, stop that tape, put a new tape put in, in a new one. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, think I had to make, I had to make a CD that had these on both oh, of them on excellent. there. Excellent. So I'm skip like, track. Right, okay, and fade out, fade in, and I go ma 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 me ma ma. You know, but I didn't yeah. say it like that. I did a better impression. And would you sing the song? Um, yeah, but I forgot the lyrics to it now. Huh? Yeah, it didn't. It did okay. People didn't get any of the reference. Yeah, because people didn't. One, the kid didn't get Ray Charles. They didn't get Beethoven. They because I wasn't dressed as Beethoven, and they didn't get that it was a John Belushi thing. So it just had to live on my charisma. And how did that? It, it went did fine. fine. You could carry it. That's I when could, you realize that your charisma will get be, you a long way. I was going to be one of the greats. Yeah. <laughs> Because I got to tell you, um, it doesn't really play for me at all. Because no, I don't, of course not. I don't know this that his Beethoven is. Is that a recurring character that he did? He did it a few times. What's it's funny about it? Alone. It's just him like sitting. The whole at a idea piano. is just that's it. And I then, don't know. It doesn't hold up for me either. Now I don't know why I thought it was funny and why I should take a risk and do it. I think you thought it was funny because Belushi's funny. Belushi's funny, like, and I think it's a good impression. His face is funny, and yeah, his yeah. voice is perfect as Charles, Ray Charles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thought I could do it, did not do it good. Not gonna do it. Not, not gonna, gonna do, do it. it. I did do it. Um, then we've got <laughs> one, another one of my... I mean, this is an odd sketch. This is an odd one uh, coming up now. This is Godfather Therapy, it's called. Oh, yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. This sketch stinks. But... His impression of Vito Corleone mm. is spot on. So the whole sketch is him playing Don Vito Corleone, uh-huh. who is, of course, best known as the godfather of New York City himself. He used Marlon to be Brando. a young hunk, Robert De Niro, but then he grew up to be Marlon Brando. A withered old man. A withered old piece of trash. And so this impression is basically about a movie that came out five to eight years before this <laughs> before this sketch happened. <laughs> and it's just about people in a group therapy session and he's talking about like, Bazzini, Bazzini is my enemy. And it's just like, okay. That's a good brand name. My name Bazzini. That's really Bazzini. good. Can you say, make him an offer I can't I'm making an offer you don't refuse. <laughs> That's um, Robert De Niro in Godfather Part 2. Yeah. The yeah. first time he ever says a line chronologically. That's so good. Do it the second time when he says it was Marlon Brando. I'm making an offer you don't Whoa, that's really good. I'm making my big dumb Now, make him say my wife from Borat. Mama. That's good. That's really good. Mama. Mama. <laughs> that's a cracker. Yeah, it's a great impression. So it'd be like now, <laughs> it's like if now I did a sketch show, I was on the biggest sketch show in the world, I did yeah. a sketch based on Limitless. Yeah. You know, something like that. <laughs> Oh, it's not quite loud. It's more like uh, if you were doing um, Javier Bardem from No Country. Or, oh, yeah. Something like that. Or um, what's I that? Da- do- Daniel what if, Plainview. If I was doing a sketch where it's like, you be, um, uh, just go, you're a therapist. I'm okay. going to be a movie character. Okay. In, in, in a sketch. Okay. And uh, how did that make you feel? Why so serious? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what it would be. But that actually would be funny. Okay. Then do another one. I'll do another okay. character. And how did that make you feel? I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice chianti. Mmm, tasty. Again, I think that's funny. Okay. Because... Um, do one more then. Do one. Because these are two of the funniest characters. They're funny. Done. We'll do one more. Okay. And how did that make you feel? I'm laughing like a box of chocolates. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you never. You never know which flavor you're gonna get inside one of them chocolates. You you, you can't tell because the outside, the outside's all made of chocolate, so yeah. look the same. Every one of them looks the same. Okay. On the inside, they got little flavors inside them. That's our time. So you could get, you could, you could pop one in. It could be Turkish delight. I'm gonna have to pop ask you one in. Okay, I'm gonna run, Forrest. Oh Jesus run. Christ! <laughs> the only reason I could fit you in is because your mum banged me. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's my favorite part of Forrest Gump. The mum fucks. The mum fucks, man. It's <laughs> awesome. Have you ever noticed how Forrest Gump and Waterboy are basically the same movie? Yeah. Of course. I wrote an essay about it. <laughs> Submitted it to Loser Magazine. It got knocked back. It got, oh no, it got knocked back from Loser. Yeah. Loser Magazine. Yeah, oh, I know. God. Loser Periodical. Um, what sketch are we talking about again? Oh, the yeah. Godfather. Okay, I hate the sketch. I think it's... A bad vehicle for his impression. Yeah, because it's just the impression. It's just lines from the movie. Yeah, and it's... I'd like to see him being Vito Corleone. He's very good I at it. He that, looks so much like him. I pray that when they made Jane Austen's Mafia exclamation point that he had played the main Don Vito character. Unfortunately, Unfortunately this was not to be. It was not to be. So I didn't really dig it. But yeah. I, I would like... I wish there was more. Like, his impression of Vito is funnier in his audition tape. Yeah. Than in this sketch. Oh, for sure. And the audition tape's legendary. It's legend, wait for it, dairy. Oh, God, Barney Stimson. <laughs> One of my favorite characters from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. God. I love... Um, Neil. Neil, man. Neil is... Neil before me. Oh, Neil before God, man. Mm. He's so funny. I love that gay character that he does on yeah, the Tonys. On the Tonys with Alden Kumar and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, he's, the guy's got it in the back. He can play gay, straight, whatever. Yeah. He can do it all. He can. He can. All right. Uh, what else have we got here? Greek restaurant. Oh, yeah. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger. This is a, a famous cheeseburger sketch, which is not really a sketch. It's more just a slice of life. Yeah, it's like a play. But if you ordered a slice of life from this restaurant, they would not serve it. They, they would say, cheeseburger, 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 <laughs> knock-off, Pepsi, which is based on a real place, the Billy Goat Cafe in Chicago, where the SNL guys, before they were on SNL, which is, of mm. course, in the home of New York City. A lot of these guys are from the Windy City. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Not Chi Town. Chi Town. It's called Chicago. Yeah, but Chi Town is what they call it as a joke. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. It's funny. Oh my god. It's like a funny joke they say. I thought that was all about like, you know, like the drink. No, no, no. Like no, no. chai. No, no, a no. They no. mean like chai like Chicago. Oh my god. I didn't know that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was about a real restaurant. It's okay. called the Billy Goat Cafe, and all they do is sell cheeseburgers. They don't sell Coke. They sell Pepsi. Okay. It's still around today. I've been there. It's the same. They this say is a it. fucking weird in joke, then. Because yeah. that'd be like if we just made a whole sketch about your kitchen. Yeah, and <laughs> everyone had to just assume all this information about it. Yeah. I don't think it's a funny sketch, but I think they're all very funny in it. Yeah. Because um, it's got all the greats. It's got John Belushi. It's Dan got Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. They're all, they're there doing their uh, best. Old mate. Yeah, mate. He. I don't even know who it was. The other guy. Because they've got such stuff. How I forgot who else was in the sketch. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think this is really indicative of early SNL, which is that they are all funnier than mm. these sketches are. Yeah, and oh, maybe that's for just real. always going to be the case with comedy. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Sure, sure, sure. Um, let's start skipping to some of our more yeah. favorite ones here. Now, okay. Most of them now. 
Now we probably need to talk about an entirely different side to John mm-hmm. Belushi. And boy, this guy had a couple of sides. Oh, he would have, when he ordered a cheeseburger, he'd get a side of fries, a side of onion rings, a side of freaking cocainos, and a side <laughs> of heroin. He loved the stuff. That's called an eight ball when you have yeah. <laughs> cheeseburger, fries, <laughs> coke, and heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Belushi's more like an eight on its side. This guy's infinity. He's an infinity ball. He's infinity fat. He's a ball. He's, He's a, ball. a blast. And one of the great things about this guy mm. is that he was rock and roll. Mm. So much so that half of the sketches on this thing and half of what we know about Belushi is his musical side. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool. Um, Let's talk about some of the musical things about Belushi on this DVD. So, of course, the Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers make an appearance. They just sing a song. It's not funny. It's not funny whatsoever. (laughs) I'm like, how they see that go, we got to make a movie out of this thing. I guess... Honestly, it was the the fact that he was a star is the only reason it got mm. made. It's a great movie, Blues Brothers. It's a great movie. But these sketches with them, well, they're, they're not, not sketches. sketches. They're it's just, just it's, them singing. It's them with the Blues Brothers band yeah. playing the hits. On this DVD, it's the so- song Soul, Soul Man, Man. By Sam and Dave. Which would later become the name of Dan Aykroyd's amazing He's sitcom. now defunct sitcom. Yep. Unfortunately, it recently was not picked up for It a, was not renewed. A, for a second season <laughs> yeah. 10, 15 years yeah, ago. unfortunately. Well, maybe 30 years ago now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't renewed. But uh, it's a great song. They sound great singing yeah, it. Yeah, they're beautiful singers. Belushi is awesome, obviously. But I still, for the life of me, I can't understand how they became a phenomenon. Mm, it's bizarre. I guess it's just like... the. I can see the album becoming a big hit. And then because you're like, oh, these guys are actors... And they've mm. made these characters or they're famous as these characters on screen. Yeah. Maybe they're like, well, maybe they can come up with something. But... I mean, don't you think? But then I be don't like, see how it becomes a hit. Like that'd be like if Daryl Hammond and Tim Meadows put out a an album. Would you? Would you go buy that album? <laughs> I don't know if I would actually. Like even for the gag of it, I don't think I'd buy the Daryl Hammond album. Because SNL comedy stars have a, a like long run history with music, yeah. even up until now. Like. The Lonely Island were huge and they were SNL stars. Fred Armisen puts out as much music as he does comedy. Yeah. It's there. It's in the DNA of SNL. But yeah. to but this is the least funny out of all that stuff. Mm. Like Lonely Island are a comedy band. Yeah, they're funny. It's Blues a parody Brothers band. are not a parody they're a band. band. They but, just do funny things like they wear... Um, Dan Aykroyd has one great gag where he has handcuffed himself to a briefcase. He comes in, unlocks the briefcase. It's got his harmonica in it. Yeah. I and like that as a... Um, I like it as a, a kind piece of... of theatre more yeah. so than a gag. <laughs> like a stagecraft. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's a joke. I think their backstory was supposed to be a joke because it's a play on old blues yeah. myths and stuff. But... It doesn't... It's not fucking gut-bustingly hilarious. No, and the no, characterization no. isn't hilarious either. They're just two dudes singing the blues in suits. They look like the freaking MIB up there. They look like the Blues Brothers. They do look like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Then there's, there's a few other musical things. There is, of course, the B. King B. King B. Can you even explain this to me? Oh, no, not really. I've watched... Like I told you, I've got the first 
see no what is it? I've got the first five seasons yeah. of SNL on DVD in this box set I think it might even just be season one no it's like the first five it's oh, okay. like 75 to 80 or something wow. like that or whatever it is and um, I gotta say I've probably watched maybe three episodes <laughs> yeah it's tough what are you gonna do watch all those old comedy bits yeah I've I mean like we do it on this podcast it. yeah I've skipped through it a lot um, yeah. and the bees are a recurring thing especially through season one of SNL and I can't for the life of me remember why. I think they must have just sprung to have all these bee costumes mm. and then they, they just, just decided to keep using them. But in this particular iteration of it, it's the band are dressed in bee outfits and Belushi is the king bee, I guess, and he sings. I don't even remember what song it is. Yeah, the bee thing, it's just, it's so, it's just, it feels like there's a joke that we're not in on. And maybe that's why it hasn't aged well. Because the rest of the things that are kind of inside jokey, like the Billy Goat Cafe thing, we can kind of get into that. Because we're just like, oh, I've been to a weird restaurant where, thing, where little weird idiosyncrasies happen. I've been to a restaurant where it's all Greek people <laughs> working there. <laughs> yeah. And then I think... You've some, worked there. I've never worked in the hospitality. You should. Take you should. that back. In your words. No, no, no. I refuse. I've never... You Never should worked. work in hospitality. Uh-uh, no, It'll teach no, no. you some manners. Oh, no, 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 no. I could not relate to those people. <laughs> I've worked in hospitality. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I will do it. I look up to you immensely. I want to be like you. Thank you so much. Go get a job at Hungry Jack's. I'll give you a reference. <laughs> Hungry Jack's a new to Newcastle. Yeah. there. <laughs> I'll give you a reference. Um, and then we've got another. This is one that I think we can have as our penultimate sketch discussion today. Yeah. This is... I think one of the best SNL performances. Mm -hmm. This is John Belushi doing a flawless Joe Cocker impersonation. Who is Joe Cocker, you might ask? Have you heard of The Wonder Years? No? Okay, then. (laughs) May take me a few more minutes to get started on where to explain this person to you. Joe Cocker, he was a musician from like the late 60s, the 70s, really. He played Woodstock. He pl- he fucking tore Woodstock down. He tore down. Woodstock apart. So Literally, he was a carpenter as well, and he <laughs> took down the stages. <laughs> he, he was a guy that had to take it down after. <laughs> but he's, he's English, right, Joe he's Cocker? He's Welsh or something, isn't he? Something. We're, Welsh have the big voices, so it wouldn't surprise like me. Like Tom Jones and Tom Catherine Jones. Zeta-Jones, yeah. his daughter. And Shirley Bassey. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know if he's Welsh. He could be. I have a feeling he's either Welsh or British, mm. but... He uh, was a soul gospel rocker, I guess, from that era. Played Woodstock, was quite well known. He did a famous cover of uh, Get By With A Little Help From My Friends by The Beatles that is iconic to this day. It's probably better known than The Beatles song. It is better known than The Beatles song, definitely. Okay. I can confirm that. probably. No, I'm validating it. it. Okay, validate it. It It was the uh, theme song for the show The Wonder Years, which was... The horniest show. It's a hit show from the 1980s. It stars little boys <laughs> and little girl. It stars Molly, 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 Molly. It stars Fred Savage himself, Mr. Mole. And from... Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Young Manson? Marilyn Manson. Whoa, he's in it? Yeah, he played the best friend in it. Really? Are you serious? <laughs> that's an urban legend. Oh, that's been around oh my forever God. on the internet. That's amazing. That is not true. That's not true? But... Let's keep that urban legend alive. I love that. Yeah. It also starred um, David Schwimmer occasionally as an older figure. And the voice of Daniel Stern. 
Daniel Stern did it. Daniel Stern was the narrator. You love Daniel Stern. I'm a big Stern dude. You're a Stern head. A lot of people say, man, you listen to Stern. You're like, yeah, Daniel Stern, yeah. like the wonder years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I've listened to every season. I've listened to every freaking episode, man. I love when he talks about Fred Savage. <laughs> So that was the theme song to Wonder Years. You probably know it like this. What would you do if I sang out of tune? And yeah. if you watch Joe Cocker sing it on Woodstock, I mean, the guy's fucking weird. The guy's a loon. <laughs> he, he lets the song escape from him. He's got his hands flailing around like a maniac. Yeah. The guy looks not unlike a man losing his mind <laughs> and having song escape from him. He looks like someone speaking in tongues. And this impression of it, which is iconic, he used... I think Belushi did this in the... Uh, it's Harry Iconic Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Belushi did it in the National Lampoon's Lemmings live show, yeah. I think. I think that's where it started. Yeah. This is... Because Woodstock was, what, 68, 69? 69, dude. Summer of Love. Well, I just I knew the film came out seventy, so I was like, I don't know how long it took to edit that fucking thing. That Scorsese film, Scorsese edited the film. Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's famous. Yeah, just doing that. That's that's the best thing he's ever done. He edited Woodstock, one of the most iconic pictures. Harry Iconic Junior. It's one of the most Harry Iconic Junior pictures. (laughs) So this impression, it's straight. It's a straight impression. It's not. There's no parody lyrics or anything. There's not really satire applied to mm-hmm. it. It's just him doing the song, singing it well, yeah. and maybe amping up the physicality a little bit. A bit. I mean, you like, don't have to do it. He for falls Joe over and stuff in yeah. it, and like spazzes out all over the ground, yeah. which is which Joe Cocker did not do. Yeah, <laughs> but apart from that, it's largely like watching the Woodstock performance. It's exactly that, and man, he's got a beautiful voice. I think his Joe Cocker impression is. Almost as good a singer as Joe Cock, Joe Cocker. Oh, if not on par, if not better at points. Yeah, you said when we were watching it, he's a better singer than Joe Cocker. And <laughs> yeah. then I said, "Really?" And you went, "Well, I don't know. No, probably not." Yeah, but well, it just—it's more fun. You were feeling it in the moment. Oh man, I felt us swaying. Yeah, you were swaying. It's really good. I love it. Even though it's not like gut-bustingly funny, it is a really awesome performance. Yeah, it's really cool shit. Oh, God, John Belushi is so fucking cool. There's one final sketch that is probably, might be his most iconic SNL sketch, I'd say. I think it's become iconic. It's become Harry Iconic Jr. for sentimental reasons. Yeah, for real. Yeah. The sketch is called Don't Look Back in Anger. And it's a a (coughs) short film rather than a sketch. It's a film segment. It's sort of verite style. It's black and white, and it features Belushi in old man. I don't know if it's a black and white. I think it's just drained oh. of color. Well, I think it's black and white. Either way, mm. it's it's stylistically it stands out. Yeah, it stands out. It it feels like something special. It's an achievement. It's an achievement. <laughs> it's a stylistic in achievement. I mean, yeah. like there's so few sketches that make you feel real. It makes you feel like you're there. Probably this, and probably. Um, Cheeseburger, cheeseburger. <laughs> Those are the two that make you really feel like Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So Belushi's an old man makeup. It's set in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Where he is walking through a graveyard and he's stopping by the graves of all the cast members of SNL the from not ready for time, time time players. The Chevy, original. Chevy. Gilda. Gilda. Jane. Jane. Dan. Dan. Bill. Garrett. Yeah. Bill. Um, the gang. Yeah, Julie. He's looking at Julie Kramer, <laughs> Kramer. Elaine, um, 
Donald Glover. Donald Glover, Donald Gleeson. Tom Gleeson. Tom Gleeson. <laughs> a lot of the greats are there. Yeah, the greats are there. The yeah. band. The, uh, the band. The Roots. <laughs> Fallon. Fallon, Roots, the DVD of the miniseries. Yep. <laughs> David Simon. So they're all there. They're look. He's looking through the greats. And he's kind of talking about like how they how they died. How they all passed away and how he, the final. Like a bit of the movie is that he looks down the camera and he says something. I can't remember the exact quote, but the it's something along the lines of, and I'm the last one left. How yeah. come I had to be the last one to survive? And this film became particularly famous mm-hmm. and iconic in hindsight because it was true. <laughs> he was the last one. He was the last one left. He's the last one left of the original Ready for Prime Time players. Yeah, everyone else passed on in different tragic ways over the years. And he lived on. Belushi lived on, outlived all of them. Yep. So that's why it's It was a famous. close call. There was a close call. One particular night call. at Chateau Marmont. Almost everyone died. There was a particularly bad case of diarrhea going around. <laughs> And people almost shat their brains out at Chateau Marmont. <laughs> yeah. And we had a close call with Belushi. He um, ingested a lot of things that gave people diarrhea. It's yeah. called um, an eight ball. Yeah. Which is a hamburger, cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. hamburger, cheeseburger. No Coke, Pepsi, no Coke, Pepsi. But also Coke. Coke and heroin. heroin. So he did that. Robin Williams came to visit, made him cheer up and everything was fine. Robin, Robin made him laugh so hard that the shit... Stayed in and solidified. <laughs> he made him laugh so hard that he had to get Robert De Niro to come in the next day to do a dramatic monologue to calm him back down. Because they say you can laugh so hard that you shit yourself, but there's another level above that where you laugh so hard you never that shit you again. <laughs> you never shit again. Yeah. Man, I've almost been there. Same I've, I've gone for a good six months without shitting. Oh my God. Yeah. What, what made you laugh that I hard? watched the Was Samurai it the Mr. Bean movie watched, or something? Yeah, I watched the Mr. Bean disaster movie. Yeah. <laughs> The guy sneezed on Whistler's mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it was so funny. Oh, God. I did a tribute to Whistler's mother once. <laughs> uh, so this sketch is particularly sad and it ends the DVD on quite a sentimental note because, of course, you can't help but remember that Belushi did outlive Chevy Chase. Mm. Um, that's the great tragedy yeah. of SNL. Yeah, God, I wish Chevy was around. Well... Put the Chevy to the levy. That's what I say. <laughs> Guys, that is the end of our little John Belushi interlude here. Mm. It's not the end for John Belushi. He will never die. <laughs> and we will be... I reckon later on we might go back and watch some of the other movies he starred in. I'd love to see 1941. That's going to be a weird the one The famous watch. flop directed by Steven Spielberg starring John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, plus uh, Neighbours, which is another Aykroyd-Belushi Yeah, Neighbours is a bit of a fascinating one. I think I've seen most of the other films that he's in. I've mm. seen Neighbours. And Neighbours, the whole premise is that uh, John Belushi is like... A, the straight man and Dan Aykroyd is the crazy one. So John Belushi is like a homeowner who's mm. like a accountanty type. Hey, no homeowner. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, he is a homeowner. Okay, right. and he is kind of like he's like an accountanty type person. And then Dan Aykroyd and Kathy Moriarty move in, mm. and Dan Aykroyd is kind of like a white supremacist. Aryan type guy that's in the subtext of it all but right. he's just kind of like a bit a crazy wasp. and takes over their house hmm. uh, it's 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 a weird movie I remember really liking it as a teen but I don't know if I could get into it now Heard well maybe things. maybe we'll watch it maybe we'll check it's it out it's also in a in romantic comedy called Continental Divide 
All right, that and sounds. He's like plays a journalist who has to go out into the woods, and it's a I can't remember it at all, really. Well, maybe we'll get to it in the future. Mm-hmm. But for now, I say we move forward through the history of SNL and Ooh. through the passage of time. I don't know what the next movie is because I'm not looking at the list, but it will be a movie. So next up on the list, we are looking at a movie that is interesting because it is kind of an SNL official movie. Sort of, yeah. It started as a sketch on SNL and then I think this movie is only tangentially related or it's maybe produced by Broadway. I think it might be produced by Broadway Video, which is Lorne Michaels' production company. Yeah, and it has SNL cast members in it. Yeah. It definitely has a guy who is listed on the DVD cover for Saturday Night Live, The Best of John Belushi, Eric Idle, right, Mm -hmm. in the lead? The movie is called The Ruttles, All You Need Is Cash, and it is a parody of Beatles documentaries from the 60s and 70s, uh, following a fictional band called The Ruttles, who are a prefab four type rip-off band. Yeah. It's like Spinal Tap, but about... But about the Beatles. The Beatles, essentially. Yeah. I'm interested to see. I've never seen it. I have seen it a million times. You love this movie? I used to really love it. I love the songs in it. The songs are great. And obviously all the cameos from SNL people is pretty cool. Mm. It even has a pre-SNL Bill Murray in it. I think he wasn't in SNL yet, but he was kind of working his way up the comedy ranks. Oh, I can't wait to see it then. Yeah, it's really cool. So we'll do that next and we'll talk about that and then we'll keep moving forward. Mm. Or maybe we'll even get to see talk about Terminal very soon. Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. We're working on something, so hopefully that comes through. We'll get to watch it. Hopefully it comes to fruition. Thank you so much for listening to our show, you horny little fucks. Ooh, it's been great hanging out with you guys once again. We'll be back with you very soon talking about the Ruddles. In the meantime, if you want to catch up with what we are doing, we also have our new podcast called Total Reboot. With Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos, where we go through remakes, reboots, and ripoffs in cinema history. We've just been talking about Star Wars in an extended mini series where we started with the original Kurosawa film, that inspired George Lucas. We went to the original films, then we went to the prequels. We're talking about Solo. That episode should be out around the same time this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. So if you want, if you've just seen Solo in the cinemas. Head on over to Total Reboot and you can hear our thoughts about Solo with our good friends, Rove McManus, who's been a guest on this show, and Justin Hamilton, who has also been a guest on this show. That's probably mostly where you know those guys from. So they're just, they're friends of ours. We had them on. I actually didn't know them until they were on this show. Yeah, now they've, they've gone from strength to strength. They're doing all right. They're doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. They got that movie show on Channel Ten. Or yeah, something, I mean yeah. it's a pretty great show. It's doing real well. They got season two, so I mean they they are lost a bit. Yeah, so. well we got season two of my check, so yeah. everything <laughs> works out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we got commissioned out. for a second season. We got greenlit for season two. <laughs> it was a moment we didn't think that we get it, but we got it. It was very exciting. Uh, where can people find us? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at this is Alexi, and they can find you on Twitter and Instagram at I am Cameron James, and you can talk to us on Twitter at Mike Check Pod. Yes, and also we're on Facebook, baby. You can join us there. We're trying to plan a few little things around this podcast at the moment, so let us know if you want to see us do a live show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we had a few people getting back to us saying they want to do it. We're not convinced yet. You got to convince us, babies. We want to do a live show in Sydney very soon. We have an idea. Should we tease what the idea is? Well, there's a few movies out at the moment that we'd love to talk about. Yeah, there's one in cinemas right now that I think is particularly sassy and yeah, naughty. I mean, and quite, quite 
edgy. Yeah. Based on one of the most edgy comedians, I'd say, right yeah, now. Is one like of, a movie in cinemas. One of the absolutely funniest, edgiest, darkest oh, comedians He's so there. dark. Yeah. So weird. It's super weird. He does stuff that I can't imagine you could get away with, but he somehow gets away with that <laughs> he's, kind of he's shit. He's really got a mouth on him, this guy. Oh my God, <laughs> he's got a freaking mouth on him. He... <laughs> Puts the sass into something, I tell you. Yeah, he sure does. Hey, if anyone would like to hear us talk about such a film, and if you're smart enough to figure out what we're talking about in a codified way, Mm -hmm. um, hit us up. Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, email, if you want to see us live in Sydney, and we'll hook it up. All we need is to know that you're keen. All we need is cash. That too. The Ruddles. <laughs> and if you like what you hear, thank you so much for joining us on this journey once again. What you can do to help us out is give us five stars on iTunes. It doesn't take very long. We know a lot of you listen. we got a lot of listeners on this show. You guys, if you haven't done it, just give us five stars already on iTunes. And in your review, let us know what you'd ne- like our next super-specific actor-based podcast to be titled. One that you could give us could be Vin Some Lose Some, the Vin Diesel podcast. <laughs> We talk about if the film is a winner or if it's a loser. And that is one that we almost did instead of Mike Check. I'll tell you, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else to say in the moment, so I did the real one that we almost did instead of Mike Check. Can you believe that? Can you imagine that if we had done Vin Diesel? A whole podcast. <laughs> a whole podcast about Vin Diesel. God, I would love to just get Vin back in the cinemas. Yeah, well, I think we'll probably see him within the next 12 months. Man, I hope so. He's- Been a minute since I saw... <laughs> Infinity War. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye, bitches. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast.